0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name is Andrew Mackay Smith, and the interview subject I have coming up for you is the most excellent Fiona Horn from the Sydney outfit Def FX. The reason for the conversation is to promote Def FX's run of shows across the east coast of Australia in June, and I'll read out some dates. On the 21st, they're playing in Newcastle. The 27th, they're playing in Sydney. Friday the 28th, uh, Melbourne, or Belgrave, I suppose that's a suburb of Melbourne, I hope. Anyway, and finally in uh, the Valley here in Brisbane, they're playing at the Woolly Mammoth on Saturday the 29th. So, the other reason for the conversation I thought I'd bring it up with her was uh, she was also touring Australia. we got some dates anyway, if she's not going all around Australia, she's got some dates in Australia because she doesn't live here anymore where she's going to be talking about her studies in the subject of witchcraft, so that will be really interesting. Even if you've got a slight interest in that, Fiona is an authority on the subject, it must be said, and uh, she can share her wealth of wisdom and knowledge. Now, just a heads up, at about the two-minute mark of the conversation, uh, the call drops out, but we get it back and going fairly quickly again, so you'll notice there's a bit of a crackly bit, and it drops out, and then we cut back in. That's all that happened there. As we do explain through the conversation. But anyway, I thought I'd bring it up before you listened into it. So without further ado, here she is. Fiona Horn. Fiona Andy McCySmith calling for our chat. How are you going?
1: Oh good. Hey, good. I'm glad it's you. I've been I'm just it came up unknown, so I wasn't sure if it was you, I'm glad it is. Oh, right. I'm good, Andrew. Uh
0: What's going on? <laughs> oh, you know, look, I actually just chatted to um, Jeff Becerra from Possessed. Those guys have got back together this morning. So I've got to tell you, it's a day for, um, if you don't mind me saying, for nostalgia in my youth. Uh, I listened to Death Effects a lot when I was growing up, and I uh, saw you a heap of times. The last time I saw you was actually 1996 when you supported the Smashing Pumpkins. It's that long ago. It was 23 years ago. Wow. Can you believe it? You yeah, know?
1: that's that was that was a great run of shows too. It was a great time.
0: I actually think, to be honest with you, you guys were better than the Smashing Pumpkins. And I know Billy had some shit that he was going through back in those days. You know, with the drummer and the keyboarders passing—not the drummer passing over, but the keyboarder yeah. passing away—and he wasn't in the best yeah, of the yeah. space, You know.
1: Yeah, Billy and I are. Um, I guess. Uh, I mean, we've we've stayed in touch over all these years, and. Um, it was interesting times back then for him. Mm. Uh, I'm very flattered that you thought we were better than them. I'll never tell him that, though, because <laughs> he'd yeah. be upset. But he's no, he's, I mean, he's a fucking genius, eh? He's a legend. And that's, yeah. just, I mean, I've been lucky to sit in on a bunch of recordings they've done since those days and um, flattered that he even thanked me on one of his their, their albums. Oh, well, there you they go. I guess about eight years ago now, he thanked me and you know, I just uh, definitely inspired and tons of respect for him. But, you know, those memories of getting to do shows like that and just getting to be in music in the 90s. I think we all have a, you know, but I I mean, I was in music in the 80s too. The Mothers was my all-girl punk group I put together and Sister Sludge, you know. We were doing that in the late 80s, but there was great music around then. But I just think the 90s was fucking awesome, you know, and I just feel grateful and lucky that, that that's was my defining era. Yeah,
0: yeah, sorry, I don't know. It just sort of went crackly and cut out.
1: Yeah, just crackly and cut out. No, I was just gonna say, um I was just saying like uh well I can't even remember what I was saying, but just about being able to play now, you know
0: Yeah well and I think celebrate the that,
1: that era of music is is just it's just uh I think the 90s have earned it, its own legendary status that it has now, you know, because mm. it was bloody good music then.
0: Yeah, it, it was, it was. And I've spoken to heaps of guys from back in those days. You know, some, some you appeared on stages, not necessarily, you know, at festival stages uh, with Regurgitator, um, Scream Feeder, these sorts of bands. And it's, I wouldn't yeah. even call it nostalgia because some of us never, never stopped listening. We just kept on listening. It's just the bands now have got the ability to perform again.
1: That's that's so interesting. You say that no one else has said that, and and yet it's very very true, and it really reflects a lot of the hmm. the communications I get through social media. I mean that's where we're blessed now with good old internet. Now that we have it, we didn't hmm. back in the nineties barely, <laughs> um, and freaking social media. You know, it's like it allowed us to, allows us to connect with people one on one, and and people say that they say i have never stop listening to you guys. Hey, I played magic this morning. You're like yeah. you're like really, it's you know, and yes, and then. People are, you know, contacting me and saying, "Hey, you know, can I get any of your other albums on Spotify?" And I'm like, "Fuck! I didn't even know any of them were on Spotify." Like, <laughs> and it's you know, it's just or Pandora or whatever, and it just goes on and on. But I think um, the the opportunity for us to tour again. I mean, what's made a difference this time is we're fronting it all ourselves. We've just decided mm. to take the bull by the horns and make it happen. And um, and it's been really satisfying because knowing that there's this family, this deaf family of fanatic, mm. you know, I don't want to say fans, just like people that, that that dig it, you know. And then having the opportunity to have the special guests that we have, to have bands like Nunchuck, a Superfly, mm-hmm. you know, Bitchcraft, fucking Matt and his, Matt Dolan, his new solo band, Matt Mavis, the Mavises. It's okay, like
0: yeah. These
1: guys yeah. Are, are actual, you know, peers, but even more so friends yeah. from the last 20 years. We're all gigging together back then. So even though there's a really diverse, uh, eclectic palette of music being offered mm. on this tour with us and our very special guests, we're all family. We've all just come from the same era, the same time. And we're just, you know, thrashing it out on stage now. It's great.
0: Mm. Something that does separate you guys from uh, your, your contemporaries of that era is the volume of releases out there that you guys had. That was the thing I really appreciated about you guys, you know, from the, I think the first time I really got into you guys was around baptism. And um, mm. and then, then I think I got Lightspeed Collision not long after that. And the thing is, they were released in the same year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you, so the point is, is that you had heaps of copy. And the other thing, too, if you don't mind me saying, I always felt you guys got better, you improved. And by the time you released, um, is it Ritual Eternal? Is that the name of you? No, sorry, Magic, the album Magic. Magic um,
1: was the last one. Yeah, Ritual Eternal was what we did when we lost our record deal with EMI when it all kind of went pear shaped in America and our guitarist okay. at the time went a bit nuts. And then we had that year where we recorded our own. Album and that was Ritual Eternal, and we ended up getting an ARIA nomination for that. Of all things, I remember that. I
0: remember watching then, you guys on that the ARIAS. Got
1: us back. Yeah, I know. I was. I mean, I look back and I think, wow, you know, we did a lot of really cool shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was and- great times. I think. I think back then you are sort of so caught up in it. It's your career. There's so much pressure, and you know you're not very experienced at life, so you're taking yourself really yeah. seriously, and you know you're just kind of caught up in it all, and you just you're not enjoying it as much as you could maybe be enjoying it. I mean, I loved being on stage, but everything that was going on off stage, I I felt very lost and, and, and kind of unsettled in. And, and, you know, to look back and say, wow, we did all these extraordinary things. And you realize that, you know what, we had a really bloody good run Mm. and the, and the opportunity to do it all again. And as you say, magic was a real, a point where I think the music had really come into a place that it's, of, of, of a powerful sense of purpose, and then that, that was consistent and could be continue to grow. And you know, the band breaking up the way it did was a real shame. Hmm. And me, for me personally as a performer, I think the Magic album was where I finally got comfortable. I, that that year of the Magic album and the performances of that year, I actually started to let myself enjoy my job. Okay. And prior to that, I'd been so hard on myself and was always tearing myself down. The year of the magic, like that, 90, 96, 97, was, I actually started to let myself enjoy being Fiona from Effects, And mm. uh, and then it ended. But at least it ended on a really high note, you know?
0: Agreed. You agreed. There's not a bad episode with you guys, musically speaking. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's really important for the fans because cause a lot of mm. bands sort of get back together a couple of years after the fact with maybe one or two key members and they write material for the times as opposed to deaf effects material, if you know what I'm saying. But you guys never did that. Yeah. You know, you've got this very no, and, and body you wheel. know what,
1: we never, we never will, we never will. Just kind of, I mean, that's the whole point of this coming tour is not to reinvent the wheel, to celebrate the wheel and yeah. roll it.
0: not good on you, yeah, good on you. That's great. And hey, the other thing I watched, which was oh, you probably know that it's out there, but there's an interview between yourself and Britney Spears. I think it's from the year '99 or year 2000 or so.
1: Oh um, yeah, that was that was when I was Russell Gilbert's music reporter, and they flew yeah. me to Japan, and I interviewed Britney, and she's a darling. That was that was fun. She was such a sweetheart. That was the Baby One More Time era, pretty. Sure. Oh no, it was. The Oops, I did it again. That was that album, that period oh, no. of time for her.
0: Yeah, <laughs> did you have? Was she okay? So yeah, I could see that was probably the first video I've ever seen of her, where I was really it. It, it she's so young. I really got then. Holy yeah. shit! Like the music industry has taken this this young lady and has manipulated yeah. her and doing her things. I mean, she, with all due respect, I mean, a family aren't music industry people or entertainment industry people, so they don't know. And you can see how innocent she is through your conversation. Then, of course, oh, all she the-
1: was. It's such a yeah. You, you know exactly what you're pointing out is so true. Um, and that's what really struck me was what a sweet, gorgeous girl she was, and and was being absolutely she was being worked so hard that day that I did that interview with her hmm. she did at least 50 other interviews oh, including an enormous press conference and then she had to dress up in a freaking kimono and perform for you know this this audience of music execs and then come out in this super tight red PVC jumpsuit and perform the brand new single oops hmm. I did it again and then she was up again the next day because she and I got along really well and talked about going shopping in um, Shibuya, like to the markets. And she was like, oh, but – and her manager was like, no, you can't. and You've got to be at this place at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. She was doing some bloody radio thing. I mean, uh, yeah, she was 18 or 19, you know. Yeah. And, and she was dating Justin Timberlake and she was just the sweetest girl. And then, you know, when I moved to Los Angeles and – continued on with my career there and her mm. as, and my path crossed a couple of times over there and by then she was going through you know some breakdowns and some you know and I wasn't surprised it was like Michael Jackson the pressure that he yeah. was under as a child star exactly what how Brittany was was pressured and you know I think what's amazing about her as a human being now is that she's a really good mum now you know mm. she's yep. she's 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 a consummate performer, a living legend, and a survivor. And I think she deserves a lot of respect.
0: Mm. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And and I, I think your um your interview in particular encapsulates a moment in time that few other interviewers were able to do. So congratulations for being able to do that.
1: Oh, thank you, Andrew. Mm. And you know what? She and I just had a really fun time. Um, I gave her some presents and
0: we compared...
1: <laughs> Off off air, we were comparing pedicures. She would just come from Hawaii <laughs> and a massive, massive tour, like press junket tour in Hawaii, and straight to Japan. And you know, mm. and but she and I, she'd managed to get her toenails done with a pedicure in Hawaii, and it was when it was kind of new to do nail art and nail design. Yep. And she had these daisies painted on her toenails, and I had, <laughs> I don't know, I think I had stars on my toenails. And I mean, you know, we're just girls, just yeah. laughing. Such a sweetheart. That's Such what a
0: I'm... sweetheart. That's what I liked about it, but look, I'd better ask you a question um, about uh, yes. what you're doing here with um, the art of witch. Okay, so look, I, I remember. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, is, is that okay? I mean, I'm not to be honest. I wasn't sure whether we were talking at one or the other or both. Um, so, I thought well, I'd... We're, we're meant to just
1: talk about deaf Effects, but we can do a quick mention of. Oh, art that's of witch fine. if you like. No. Oh, for but, sure. Oh well, look. because part being, being doing the spoken word tour was how I've been able to schlep my ass from literally the other side of the world. Um, I mean, I'm fronting all of this mm. myself, so coming over to do the Spoken Word Tour in support of a, a new book and, and new Oracle card deck that my publishers are releasing um, and and also yeah, I'm going to be in Australia. I've asked for a month unpaid off my job. My mm-hmm. boss at Island Birds, the airline where I work full-time, I'm missing a month unpaid off so that I can come to Australia mm-hmm. and show up with my band and do some Spoken Word events and You know, the thing about Art of Witch, it is a book that I've written. It's a manifesto about witchcraft. It's everything I've come to learn at this point of being physically present on the planet for 53 years and realizing you don't have to grow older. You can grow better at living. And my witchcraft provides a spiritual foundation and framework to explore that. That's what the Art of Witch events are about. So I'm really hoping that people, when they come, will, you know, find what I'm sharing with them useful and I, I want to you know offer people the tools that I have found useful to live to create a life that really is you know a life that in many ways I would have once only dreamt of and thought is could that even be possible especially being a professional pilot easily the hardest thing I've ever done in my life but I, I did it and and I'm mm. doing it and I realise as I'm growing not older but better at living that um, and defying what is culturally and socially considered a Achievable or appropriate, even for, for especially for females, we're 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 you know mm-hmm. encouraged to think we have a use by date, you know. And I'm like, fuck that! It's like you don't have to live like that. You don't have to live like there's a mandate to grow old, get sick, and die expensively. Fuck that! <laughs> you don't have to do it. So yeah. my life is, you know, is a journey of exploring that concept and the art of which. Um, spoken word events, share that concept with people. I'll also be answering any questions and signing everything and anything, baby's butts, cheeks, whatever, <laughs> bring it on. I'll do photos with everyone. I'll stay all night if I have to. Um, but Put it's just a you. really great, beautiful way to connect with people that um, have been on the magical journey with me as well as the musical journey
0: yes yeah well that look well put and that that answers that question you know about that and the other thing that I've always seen in you and I've read a lot of your interviews from the late 90s because as I say I was an old deaf effects fan so I used to seek out your interviews because occasionally you were in the Saturday and Sunday broadsheets being interviewed by regular yeah, media types yeah. you know that's what I liked about you is yeah. you crossed over and you weren't afraid to have an opinion you know that and I always yeah. I always saw you as somebody who's whether it was your job or not, it's another matter, but you did break down barriers and misconceptions around witchcraft.
1: You know, it's interesting because it never was, it's it's a really good point that you raise. It never was a job, but it became my job. Hmm. And that, was an interesting flip it was you know a spiritual foundation that i that was growing and forming itself in my life through Deex. my song lyrics reflected that a lot, but it was it was tenuous and something I kept kind of private and then deaf sex ends, and all of a sudden i 've become this author witch, and then it becomes even more i 'm now the witch you know and especially when I moved to america it, it became my job and hmm. there was a strange 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 worlds to bridge, something that was so private and 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 uh, and and again, spiritual, and all of a sudden, it's my career. But I think I, there's a, a really lovely balance with it now. I, I didn't expect to have the opportunity to write books about the craft or my my spiritual life again, and kind of knocked on the back door whilst I was forging a career as a professional pilot. And as it turns out, now I'm doing both simultaneously, mm-hmm. and they and I'm finding they complement each other. And I will never get sick of saying that a plane is more comfortable than a broomstick. <laughs> um they are still flying the plane, even I'm still flying and even when the planes I fly aren't air conditioned and I'm bloody dealing with passengers and customs and bureaucracy and red tape and
0: oh
1: yeah. rules and regulations at the same time the the free life of a witch as I've come to, to live it and, and know it which is yeah. you know to free to to be try to be the best version of me that I can be and share and be useful in the world that does marry itself um, professionally with my job as a pilot and I just feel um, at this point in my life it's uh, I, I've, I, I'm I just very grateful for the opportunity to, to rock out with people as well as connect on a spiritual level with people and really that's what my month off work unpaid is going to be for me <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well look these things are always over far too quickly I better let you get to the next one as I think Chris has got Please, yeah,
1: I think they've been starting to call me. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. But look, you're, you're an Australian music icon as far as I'm concerned. And, and I love the way you stand within oh. your own truth and you speak your truth. And please keep on doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you, Andrew. I, I really appreciate your very generous and lovely words. Thank you so
0: much. My pleasure. No worries at all. Have a great night. I, I hope I see you. At a,
1: a, a, I hope you can come to a show. I'll with go to the wo- of, yeah, Woolly Mammoth
0: of, in Brisbane. I'm going to go to that one.
1: Oh, Awesome. Yep. Make, sure you, make sure you come and get me and say hi. I'd love, love to meet you properly.
0: Definitely. That's really cool. Thank you so Cheers. much. Eh?
1: Okay. Awesome. All right, Andrew. Take care. See you then. Bye. Catch you.
0: You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Fiona Horn from the Sydney outfit DeafFX. Thank you so much for listening.